This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. Welcome to the School of Word and Worship at Living Faith Church in Manassas, Virginia. We are going to have a fun night tonight. Let me give these gentlemen, so I'm not holding all this. We're going to have a panel tonight. So join us as we are entering, I guess we can park, get comfortable. Yeah, get comfortable. Um, We are going to have chat slash discussion slash teaching slash flow. Um, all the things, drinking, yeah, we've been drinking, so don't stop, don't stop now, it doesn't have to stop. Thank you, Steph and Matt, my goodness, God is so good, and he's doing so much in our midst, and I just, as usual, want to say thank you to everybody for the way that you all bring your hearts, and just love God, and love truth, and enter into the atmosphere that only he can make, right? So we are in the new course, The Person of the Holy Spirit. And we're, as I've said, the, the weeks that, since we've been back from the quarantine phase, the total quarantine phase, locked up in an office just going online, I've said that God is doing things different among us, and he's doing things differently in the church, in the earth. And so we purposed when we came back to not just approach so by saying, oh, wow, we're back and we're going to do it. Um, We're going back to normal. No, we're actually going forward to a new normal, a new normal. (laughs) And, And we can get comfortable. We can Everything is more comfortable, but some things are uncomfortable because we're doing, we're just letting the Holy Spirit show us how to do things differently. So tonight we're going to have the panel, and I want to introduce my panel. Some of you know, some of you online may not know our panel. This is Pastor J.R. Judd. He has been with this household from the very first day. Thanks so much for being with us. (laughs) And then we have Pastor Abel Diaz, our newest pastor in our home, but he's been with us for quite a while too. He's kind of grown up here. Yes, and in the video, if you looked at anything on the, um, the kids' video, he was um, Holy Spirit in the kids' video, right? So, so fun. And so we're going to talk about Holy Spirit tonight. And who better to have in the panel with JR and I than the one who played Holy Spirit in the video? So you can get in character <laughs> tonight How you doing? as How you we doing, chat. Man? It's good to see you again. <laughs> yeah. So we want you to help us tonight. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that I think is really fun with the panels, and, and we have had a couple of panels since we've been back as well, and I think it's fun because what happens is each one of us bring to the table what's in our hearts not just our knowledge here, but our experience and knowledge here. And so what happens is we end up sparking each other. And so that's what we're trusting to happen here tonight. So open your heart and just enjoy and relax. And um, I'm going to share a couple of scriptures just to start us off. Okay. Um, is that good? Everybody good? We can all breathe. Um, And I encourage you, as we share our hearts, listen between the lines as well. Listen between the lines. We're going to share things. I'm going to share scriptures. We're going to share things from our hearts. But then listen between the lines because what is God doing with you? This has been part of what I've said since we've been back from the quarantine is we're going to allow God to take us further. Some of us have lots of knowledge, lots of experience with God, with, with church life nothing wrong with that, but he's taking us even further. Some people are brand new to things and some people have lots of experience and knowledge, but God doesn't take us to a place where we arrive. Okay. So listen between the lines. The context is that everyday life with the Holy Spirit is personal. Okay. It's not simply a biblical pattern for Christian practices that are doctrinally correct. I'm going to repeat that because We're in this together, right? Are we in this together? Say yes. Yeah, we're in this together. So we're growing together. Our hearts opening up together is part of what helps us to individually grow. You know, Paul taught that. The body fitly joined. 
Well, tonight we've come together, and because we bring our hearts on Wednesday nights, we're fitly joined for an experience that only God can do for us personally among us. You see, we can do things alone, but then when you put yourself together, oh my gosh, then we actually let Holy Spirit help us big time because he's putting us together for a multiplied force in the earth, right? Remember last week when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he will seize you with power. Okay, so here we go. Um, I'm going to read all the scriptures through. Good grief. Um, maybe not. I'm going to read it. I'll read till I feel like stop. Okay, y'all with me? Because we're doing this. We're doing this by the Spirit. So the first one that I want to read is John 14, 16, and 17. And it says, and I will ask the Father. This is Jesus talking, okay, if you've got a red letter Bible. Hello. Red is beautiful. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another Savior, the, the Passion Translation says. But um, King James, New King James says helper. So we don't want to just change that to Savior. A Savior helper. The Holy Spirit of truth who will be to you a friend just like me. And he will never leave you. The world won't receive him because they can't see him or know him. But you know him intimately because he remains with you and will live inside you. Okay? John 16, 13 to 15. But when the truth-giving spirit comes, he will unveil the reality of every truth. Are you with me here? Within you. Oh, my goodness. He won't speak on his own, but only what he hears from the Father. And he will reveal prophetically to you what is to come. He will glorify me on the earth, for he will receive from me what is mine and reveal it to you. Everything that belongs to the Father belongs to me. That's why I say that the divine encourager will receive what is mine and reveal it to you. So there's something happening here, even among us. And I can already feel... Their heart's like jumping around. So I'm going to read one more. And then I think we're going to let these men jump in because I'm literally sitting up here in an energy that's like. So we're going to let them talk a little bit. Romans 8, 26. And link this to the other two, okay? And in a similar way, the Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty to empower us in our weakness. For example, at times we don't even know how to pray or know the best thing to ask for. But the Holy Spirit rises up within us to super intercede on our behalf, pleading to God with emotional sighs too deep for words. Okay, we're hitting into some stuff here, and, and I'm going to kick it off to just spark them a little further. In where it says the Holy Spirit of truth in John 14, 16 to 17, the Holy Spirit is pneuma, so that's breath. So the breath of truth... Is who we're talking about here. So I'm going to drop it here with take a deep breath of truth. You guys take off wherever you want to go. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Man, I love the Holy Spirit. Um, I got born again when I was 12 because I didn't want to go to hell. Yeah. Bottom line, didn't want to go to hell. As a 12-year-old boy, I knew I didn't want to go to hell. <laughs> Sunday, April 5th, 19... 19- 87, Stonewall Jackson High School, in the front of the auditorium, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. I couldn't tell you which day I got born again. I can't tell you that day. But I can tell you the day that the Holy Spirit walked into my life. That lady prayed for me. I backed up till I got to the front row of the chair. And when I couldn't back up anymore, it went and I just started. Like, like as Pastor Barry would say, the train out of the gate, man. It just, it just flowed out of me, and it was amazing. So I stood up. I looked to the left. I looked to the right. I saw somebody to the left. I immediately started walking to them and started prophesying immediately. Immediately. And if you it all knew me in 1987 as a 23-year-old, I was the quietest boy in the place. I stood against the wall and looked at the floor because don't talk to me. Don't look at me because then I've got to do something. The Holy Spirit came upon me, yeah. and oh, it's just—it's just been a, a lifetime since. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's just—it's just amazing. I almost call that day the day I got born again because that was the day yeah. that yeah. that my life changed. So, so I, I I truly love the Holy Spirit because of the Helper, the Comforter, the Teacher, all the things that He is to me. And you know, I've had this now for twenty whatever how many years. I don't even want to add that up. But it, <laughs> it's been a while. But anyway, you want to go, Abel? Come on, buddy. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I met the Holy Spirit in probably 2006. I remember coming here and hearing the strange language for the first time. And I was like, I grew up Catholic, so I was like, what are they doing? I was like, did everyone take an Arabic class that I didn't know about? Like, I was like, I had, like, no one told me anything. Like, I didn't know anything. I just remember this lady in the front row jumping in circles, which you don't do in a Catholic church. Um, So I, but my heart went, I want that. And so I remember I had a, there was an elder who had these books by uh, Norval Hayes. I know you love him. Um, so anyways, I, I went home and I, I read this book, his book called Worship. And um, I just remember like, I want it. I just like, I want it. And, uh, and I think the thing about the Holy Spirit is he's a gift. Like that, that's, it's that simple. So I don't know how it was for everyone else. I didn't get a feeling, but I got my language like that. I said the prayer and then it was, and I, you couldn't shut me up that day. Like I was so excited. And then... I think what's just interesting is that, you know, I think we have the history of, of like where we first got it. But I feel like like right now in this time, I feel like I know for me, I feel like I just rededicated my life yeah. to the Holy yeah. Spirit. Like I've yeah. known the Father, I've known Jesus. But during COVID, there was this time where it was like I almost I don't want to say I started over, but it was like, Holy Spirit, I'm able again. I know we've met. Where do you want to start? And like I, it just there's such an emphasis on this on the really the person of the Holy Spirit right now because where we're going I feel like it's it's been easy to shut him down here because we're comfortable right. it's easy to shut the Holy Spirit down when we're, when you're comfortable right. and I feel like we're, we're at a place where like he's just like are you ready are you ready mm-hmm. you know you you want joy he's like I am joy like you ready so I feel like I, I know where I am right now it just I feel like I'm meeting him for the first time mm-hmm. like like honestly heart to heart like but yeah I think that's definitely the real deal right now is there's a refreshing, a, a different refreshing. You know, even, even things like that we can take for granted and, and we can know because we know scripture. We can know that I can go before the Holy Spirit anytime. I can invite him. You know, he never leads. But we do certain actions because we're connecting ourselves to God consciously. Here he never leaves. But there are times that we feel like disconnected. Or we feel like it's just rote. It's just the same thing each day. There's something mundane. There's something that um, is almost practical in just the knowledge fashion. And so I, I feel like there's a refreshing. And I know for me, Jr. said he felt like, like he was getting born again when he got baptized in the Spirit. And that's what happened to me. I was born again at 8. But I didn't get baptized in the Holy Spirit until 34. And I felt like that entire life with Jesus, I had been told to have a personal relationship with Jesus. But in the denomination that I was in, I I got certain knowledge, but not a knowledge of the person of the Holy Spirit. In fact, I sat in a, um, a Christian New Life course when Neil and I first joined this particular church. And the teacher in that new Christian class said, um, we don't talk about the Holy Spirit enough. We know that he regenerates us when we're born again, but then he never talked about the Holy Spirit. And, and I didn't hold it against him. I just, once I came here and was baptized in the Spirit, I realized if there's no knowledge and there's no intimacy, you can only talk about and teach what you've already learned. Again, no judgment. But what happened to me when I got baptized was I felt like my whole life All of a sudden, I realized, oh, this is how you have personal relationship with Jesus. Because Holy Spirit is the the spirit of Christ. The spirit of Jesus. When Jesus walked as the anointed one, he was walking by the Holy Spirit. Jesus' humanity was swallowed up in the spirit of God. See, this is powerful stuff, the refreshing a refreshing. So I encourage you, even as we're sharing tonight, as you're sitting in this course, we're going to present this course to you quite differently. Some of you may have had never had any teaching on the Holy Spirit, or you may have literally sat in a Bible college or a ministry school and learned lots of information. But I promise you over the next weeks, God is going to take what you already know and bring a refreshing to it. I loved when, when Matt and Steph were going into the song, um, you're the fire. 
you're the fire. And, and he said that Alex encourages the worship team, give God something to burn on. And I think that's the aspect of the Holy Spirit coming upon us and seizing us. He's going to seize us with a fire. And, you know, sometimes you sit and it's just warm in front of the fire. And then sometimes fire will literally cause you to sweat. Well, I don't know about you, but sometimes when the Holy Spirit comes on me, oh, it's soothing and it's sweet and all this. And then other times it comes on me and it's like, you're torching everything I thought I knew. And honestly, personally for me, I'm saying to him, go ahead and torch what I know. Torch what I know and what really you don't want me to carry forward, it can drop away. You know, one of the things that my husband Neil and I have done with our kids is we've said we raised you how we felt was the best and we did our best. But if there's anything in your families you don't feel you want to carry forward, feel free to put it aside. And I think in some ways, Father God would come to us and say, in your upbringing, in my household... There may be some things that you feel you'd like to leave. Not principles of truth, but the way we were told to see those truths. See, I was taught until I was 34 to see the aspects of tongues and so forth that it had passed away. Well, that's wonderful until you sit there baptized in the spirit, and, and it's bursting out of you. And that bypasses your brain. So the refreshing, um, particularly with JR, because you said the same kind of thing. You felt like you got born again, again. So how, how did it change um, how you even handled the truth? And because you said you were shy. Um. <laughs> sort of. Sort of. <laughs> you know, I, uh, as I look back over my life and I think about it, it is like before I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, Oh, my life was like a coloring book. There were a lot of white pages with a lot of lines on them and very boring. And to me, when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit is when the, the color started coming to my life. You know what I mean? The color of who I was and who was in me just started, started coming, coming out. And, and you, couldn't, you, could, you could control it, but you didn't really want to because yeah. the feeling of, of doing it, as I'm sitting here thinking... When I left Stonewall Jackson High School that Sunday morning and got in my pickup truck, as soon as I sat in there, pulled it down and drive, I immediately heard, that's not it. You got the wrong thing. Mm. Immediately I heard that. (laughs) So I turned the country music down a little bit and I said, "Uh uh-uh, watch this. And just took off praying in tongues. I I drive a couple miles down the road, catch my breath, and I'm sitting there. All of a sudden I heard it again. That's not it. You're just making funny noises. I'm like, watch, listen to me. And just went at it. Again, and you know, now sometimes I think I'm like Paul. I pray in tongues more than yeah. all of you because when you really find out the benefits of it and what it does for you, it's 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 right. amazing. Because like you, when I grew up, I was taught if you prayed in tongues, that was the devil. Yeah. I mean, you were yeah. you were worshiping yeah. the devil, and now all of a sudden here I am doing it, and it's right. it's it's truly amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. You have anything on that one? Um, you like my coloring? That's good. I like, I like that. I like the cut because life, I think life going in color, I think even again, for me, for me, the refreshing now, I've thought everything was beautiful up till now. It's not like I got the Holy Spirit. I'm moving with the spirit. But then for me, the refreshing now, things are getting brighter again. It's almost like the difference in an old fashioned television and the smart TVs now and the HD and the, some of them that honestly, this huge TV that my husband and I got, when we first got it, it made me dizzy. Seriously, like I would sit there and I had to get far away from it because it was so high definition and, and so large. And I'm like, gosh, I feel like these people are literally sitting in my house and it feels like an intrusion. And, and I, it just was odd. And I'm almost feeling like that again, like, like life in truth and life with Holy Spirit and life in the world of the church. I mean, it's time for us to let walls drop, not just these walls or walls on doctrine, but walls inside ourselves of what we thought we were supposed to look like as Christians. See, I think that's a big thing is what we're supposed to look like 
as Christians. Because even you said, Abel, when you came here for the first time, and that's one of my treasured memories in our relationship, is that, you know, this woman who was a lot older than you, jumping around like a lunatic at the front of the church, and you grew up Catholic, so that didn't look like Christianity to you, and yet something inside you wanted that. And I think that's something really powerful about refreshing right now. That if there's something you're hungry for, something you're wanting beyond what you have, don't feel guilty. Don't feel like, well, you're blaming who's taught you up to this point. We're not blaming anybody. We just know God is that massive. That there is more to him than what the church has understood in these, whatever, 2,000 and something years since Jesus. So maybe talk on that a little more. Because I even remember the staff prayer meeting where you, you shared with us that you felt like Holy Spirit was having you reintroduce yourself to him. So kind of share that, because I remember that day we even had, we were the last ones, everybody had left, and something so much had happened that I was like, you need to pray for me for this. And, and so we had an encounter there, but it was started out, you know, you're going there with the reintroduction. I'm sitting there thinking, he's getting reintroduced to the Holy Spirit. You know, sometimes somebody can be being led by the Spirit, and we're not thinking they're, you know, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. And then the Holy Spirit ends up wrecking us. <laughs> but, and I think Thank like you. there right there is the start is like, like if you don't need help, then you don't need the Holy Spirit. Right. And like, there you yeah. go. You're already, you're already, <laughs> good <Right>. luck. <laughs> yeah. So there's yeah. a reason he's called. I love that scripture so much, which is why I'm like trying to really tell the kids like he's a helper, comforter, guide, defender, like he's all these things. So he wants to be everything, you know, he wants to, he's always wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. So for me, I was in the beginning of COVID, I was just like, okay, I just, you know, was going through the gospels again and going through acts and going through Paul, just the letters. And, and like, I was just like, I'm missing something. I'm like, what am I missing? And it it was like, cause the Trinity is extraordinary. And I, I'll be honest, I'm really good with father, God and Jesus, man. I am so good at being a son and I'm so good at being a bride. I'm so good at being a bride. If you know me, if you grew up with me, like I love being God's son and I love being his girl. I've always, he's always taken care of me. Just saying, just saying he loves me. I say, um, I've always been good at that. If you know me, I've never struggled with that, but I've always struggled with the demonstration part. Like I've always had joy. I've always, people have always admired my joy, but I was like, I'm reading the book of Acts and I'm like, what am I missing? And it like really hit me. It was like, well, you tell me about the Holy Spirit. And I remember I, I didn't have an answer. I, my answer was the biblical answer, comforter. Oh, comforter, guide, teacher, yeah. nailed it. But I'm not encountering those, but I could preach it. I swear I could preach it really well. Yeah. I, can, I can preach you Romans right now. I'll get you all saved again. But, yeah. but, but I'll be honest, I, there was no demonstration. So it, it, it got a moment where inside of me where I just wasn't satisfied. Mm-hmm. I kept hitting walls. You know, in this faith walk, I kept hitting walls, almost like I was hitting the reset button. And I was like, I feel like I've been a Christian for this long now. Shouldn't I be at least flying? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, really, I was like, I've been mm-hmm. a Christian this long. And I'm reading Paul, and I'm like, these guys were using their shadow. What, what, they, what, what is it? Mm. Their reliance on this person called the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I've been scared of this, at, being real. I've been, I've been not scared, but I've like... I don't need Holy Spirit. Like, I'm good being a son. I'm good. But there's a reason it's Father, Son, Holy yeah. Spirit. There's, it's one God, but there's these three beings that make up this one God. Yeah. And they're mm. each unique. And Jesus, I had to go back to where mm. Jesus was so excited going, it's better I go away. It's yeah. better I go. Trust me. Trust yeah. me. I can stay here and you could love me in the flesh. But yeah. if I go. Yeah. He comes, he yeah. comes. And then well, what I do, you do and greater, 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 yeah. greater you do. So I realize I've been trying to do greater works and I've seen miracles. I've seen back sealed. I've seen certain things, but then I all of a sudden get to this dry spell. I'm like, what is it? I don't, there it is. I, I don't know this person of the Holy Spirit. I've, I've kind of, sh- I had to get real. I didn't know him. Even as people would teach and then I hear Holy Spirit, I go, that's good. When they would say Father and Jesus, I would go, yeah, we're sons. Woo! But when it came to hearing Holy Spirit, I was like, yeah, Holy Spirit. And I had to get real. I was like, I don't know you. I don't know you because I'm not seeing this. But I want it. And so it it took a really humbling of going, I know nothing. 
like being honest, like it, it was really like, I, I remember I was outside and I was a little tear eyed. I was like, Holy spirit, I'll be honest with you. You've become second place in my life. Like at five o'clock, I want to go home. So I'm going home with or without you. That's my heart. That means he doesn't have me yet. To be honest, I realized he's not guiding me. He's not comforting me. He's not defending me. My food is my comfort. When I go home, when I want to, that's my comfort. So I don't need him. So I'm not going to see power in my life. And I got really sick of it. So I said, Holy Spirit, <laughs> help. <laughs> and, and he came. And he started really simple. He's like, and, and all he said was, awesome. Let's just hang out. That was it. He wasn't like, read Philippians, read da-da-da. Because here's the truth. I know the word. Another thing about the Holy Spirit is yeah. he brings remembrance he of does. the word. Yes, he does. A lot of us defend on the physical where it's actually already in you. Some of you have been meditating until the cows come home. Yeah. Start relying on him. It's his job to bring it up and tell you what you need yeah. to say. Yeah. So I've been learning that aspect of like, I'm just going to wait. <laughs> Which, it can be scary. We have been right. in prayer meetings where it's like... <laughs> We're going, to, yeah. we're going to be quiet. And we're like waiting for someone just to go off in tongues. Or like, yeah. we're, we're waiting for someone to go, yeah. I feel the Lord say, we're, yeah. I feel like all of us, we've gone to this place right. where it's like, we just don't know. So right. let's just wait. Right. And, and, I, and I remember you and I were talking about this on your so chat. And I was like, what would it look like mm-hmm. if tomorrow we all woke up five minutes early mm-hmm. and we would dare only do what he told us to do? Only. Just imagine if we just tried it. Honestly, yeah. what if we only spoke what yeah. we heard? And you were like, a lot of us would just probably stay at home and just, you know, hang yeah. with him. And I'm like, oh, yeah. it hit me. I was like, oh, my God, maybe that's what he wants to do. Maybe. But I have a schedule. I have a schedule to keep. Sorry, yeah. Holy Spirit. I have a schedule. Yeah. Because I know what I'm doing. Right. And I, I don't. I really don't. I think, yeah. yeah. Did I speak too much? No, but yeah, I think so I think if you're that's not it. Done, don't stop. But yeah, I think that was it. Was a, was a humbling point of. Yeah. I've not seen it, but I'm hungry for it. I've read Wigglesworth. I've read these guys. I've I've I've, I've mm-hmm. I have amazing pastors that have these amazing testimonies, and I'm like, gosh, they 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 see things in the spirit. So it really took a, a, a humbling of like, okay, Abel, you don't got it. And with that, he came, like at least for me, it was this I don't got, it. and he was like, oh, thank God. And it brought me to this place of, and this is what I believe where we're at right now is, it's a place of rest. Yeah. When you don't yeah. got it, you, you're forced to rest. Yeah. And watch yeah. him. And I love that word rest. And I feel like I'm like, that's the other thing I've been reintroduced because I feel like you don't, you don't get it without it. Like you're either going to work or you're going to rest and watch Holy Spirit do something. So I, I like that's, I don't know, at least for me. I love that because even when you said um, there's the power that you know how to be a son and you know how to be the bride. And the, the wild thing is, is when you came to the point to really start interacting with him in a different friendship and relationship, he's really the one that gave you that. Yeah. I mean, that's what's so crazy More to me here, is yeah. that's one of my treasures with coming to the Holy Spirit was realizing anything that I know about Jesus, anything that I know about my Heavenly Father, I know it because the precious Holy Spirit is opening the eyes of my understanding. And the more that I began to acknowledge Him, Him too, as God, the more I would open up to that friendship. And even even I encourage you as you come on Wednesdays, open yourself up to Um, if you share with people before or after, or you're in an atmosphere where we're all um, opening ourselves up, allowing ourselves to grow in God, and whoever's on the platform, whether it's one teacher teaching or it's a panel, because we're going to do lots of different things, open yourself to when someone else is being completely vulnerable and open, they are literally, with their passion and desire, sucking the spirit into their capacity, but because no man lives to himself and no man dies to himself, if you're standing in a space and other people are with you in agreement in the spirit and and one person starts breathing the spirit in, he didn't come for just that one person. He came to seize us all because we are one in the spirit. 
And so it's almost, <laughs> I should never say this kind of a thing, but if you don't want Holy Spirit, this is not the room to come into on Wednesday nights. And, and I, I'm not being sarcastic or anything. Clearly, what I would say to you all that are here is you want him. You want to grow because you're here and you come each week and you stay. And so that aspect, even of someone else's humility to say, I realized there was something I didn't understand. And we begin to acknowledge. And I just feel like you got some stuff welling up because I, f- I feel your heart. Do a demonstrate. Do whatever is in your heart to do. You do it. You Are go. you going to juggle? Are you going to juggle? No. Oh. Oh. All right. I'm a born-again Christian. Do I need to step down to get my head in here? Are we good? All right. I'm a born-again Christian, and I ask the Holy Spirit to come into my life. Grace, can I borrow you for a minute? So here I am. I'm born again. I believe Jesus. And I ask the Holy Spirit, stand right in front of me. So I ask the Holy Spirit right here in front of me. Stand in front of me. Face there. Face them. Thank you. So I ask the Holy Spirit to come into my life. So now when you look at me, what do you see? A lot of the Holy Spirit and still a whole lot of me, right? Because I kind of I stick out past my Holy Spirit, right? So it's not a lot there. But what if we saw the Holy Spirit differently? Okay, can we talk about asking Jesus into our little heart, that little component? What if we did it this way? So now Grace is the believer, okay? And she asked the Holy Spirit to come into her life, okay? I'm the Holy Spirit. You don't even see her anymore. You know what I mean? Grace, put your arm out. Okay, now, when Grace goes to lay hands, what goes there before her hand gets there? The Holy Spirit's hand gets there before she does. When, when Grace speaks, when Grace speaks, her voice comes through the, because the Holy Spirit's bigger than she is. So when, when the scripture says he goes before us in all things, if Grace and I walked around this auditorium, who would get there before she would? The Holy Spirit would, you know? Sometimes I really think we limit the Holy Spirit and think he's this little small thing on the inside of us. no. I remember the little kid that said, Mommy, if I ask Jesus into my heart, he's so big, he'll stick out everywhere. That little girl got something. The Holy Spirit is so big, he sticks out. Thank you. He sticks out everywhere. I I truly think we don't don't give the Holy Spirit credit for what he's willing to do in our lives. We give him a very small part of us. And like what you said about getting up in the morning and saying, hey, you know, what are we going to do today? I think, you know, we let him, his day is much better. The, the, the days I decide to, to go out, it's like, all right, who do you want to talk to today? Mm-hmm. Who do you want to talk to today? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, we go to wherever we go to, and it's like, all right. You know, I, I remember we were, we were uh, painting the lines in the parking lot. Rafa and I were, were painting paint. We kept buying this blue paint. It wouldn't work. We had to go back to the store. Second time there, I said, Rafa, God wants us to do something in this place. So we need to figure out what it is because I'm tired of coming back to this place. So the next time we went, we, we both talked. We both shared. We, we did what we did. We never went back there again. And, and I took, yes. But I, but I told Rafa, I said, you know what? We, we needed to unload there. And we unloaded there because we didn't just go there by chance. It, there was a reason the paint wasn't coming out of the can. And it wasn't just to frustrate Rafa and I. So we looked at it differently in the van driving there saying, what is it you want to do through us, asking the Holy Spirit, what is it you want to, you want to do, you know? Yeah. And to yeah. me, that's how I, I, I love to rely on the Holy Spirit. It's like, who do you right. want to talk to today? Who do you want to say something? And usually when I stand in line, back when you could stand in line, you were close enough to someone checking out <laughs> yeah. where you could, you could talk to them. I would yeah. just start talking. Yeah. I just start talking. It's like, yeah. I, I know the Holy Spirit, everybody's looking for some, something. Right. It's like, all right, I'm going to start talking. I'm just going to start mm-hmm. talking. And to me, that is the joy of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Taking, taking what it is in me that's already sticking out. Because I'm, say I'm Grace's side and the Holy Spirit's even bigger than me. I tried to hide behind Abel, but he wasn't bigger than I was. He was <laughs> a little bit, but, but not as much. I'm like, all right, he won't work. But I saw Grace came in. I'm like, yeah, Grace, Grace works. So, so to me, looking at and thinking about the Holy Spirit, truly understand the Holy Spirit is bigger than you are. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit goes yeah. before you. Yeah. The Holy Spirit truly goes before you. But what do you have to do to get the Holy Spirit to go? You got to walk and yeah. you got to open your mouth. Yeah. 
I like that. And it, actually, when, when you were talking just now, I feel like I want to read the next scripture, which is 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 10. And again, it's the Passion Translation. This is why scriptures say, things never discovered or heard of before, things beyond our ability to imagine. These are the many things God has in store for all his lovers. But God now unveils these profound realities to us by the Spirit. Yes, he has revealed to us his inmost heart and deepest mysteries through the Holy Spirit, who constantly explores all things. And that scripture really speaks to me what you're talking about. The Holy Spirit is forever searching the hearts of mankind. Searching the desires, the needs, the desperations. He knows everything that's happening in this planet or on this planet. And he can send us places. And even just in our daily life, wherever we go, he knows who's going to be on the other end of two men doing their job doing some painting, and yet there's people where he has orchestrated happenings. What things, I mean, with that kind of a story, what things has God orchestrated for you to touch other people? When, when Abel was talking about the day that he, well, I was talking about it, and then I asked you to expound, where you came to staff prayer, sharing with us humbly that you were reintroducing yourself. God had something prepared for me. I mean, I sat there and was feeling, okay, okay, I'm being honest, and, and he knows I love him, so, and he knows I respect him and know he's led by the Spirit. But I'm sitting like, okay, okay. And, and yet, bit by bit, my heart began to open up because he was flowing from his heart by the power of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit had seized him and was guiding him in to some things. He was not pre-imagining what would happen at staff prayer. He just felt to share his encounter with the Holy Spirit. I end up in a place where God, by the Holy Spirit, touches me and and gives me what I needed that day in a private encounter with the Spirit of God through a son. I think that every day when we wake up with an expectation, and that's what I encourage you, that illustration just now, if we now, all of us, take that illustration home with us, I'm going to take it home with me. Because that even God to have a person tiny enough to stand behind him and be, not be seen, so that he could illustrate and, and plant something in us, the Holy Spirit wants us to realize he's so much bigger. He's so much bigger than even our perspective on how he can be our helper and our comforter. I mean, we think he can comfort us in certain things, but then we, because we feel disquieted or whatever, we can lean out of the power of his comfort. But that picture to, to literally say, okay, beyond the feelings I have right now, you comforter are way bigger than what I'm feeling right now. Way bigger than desperation or way bigger than the thoughts of what is going on on this planet in COVID-19. What the heck, Jesus? But what if we all say we have arrived at a space of time well able to overshadow because Holy Spirit overshadows us. We now can go with truth. I mean, this scripture, I don't want to sit. I don't want to sit as a teacher in this house or in this school of word and worship. And all you're ever given is this. I love the Bible. I love biblical truth. But if biblical truth by the spirit doesn't overshadow my entire life every single day, what good is it? If it just becomes something that makes me tick boxes to make myself think I'm in with God, what good is it? If it doesn't overshadow my own thought that maybe he doesn't love me like I thought. See, there are people, and you may be sitting in this room tonight, not realizing the magnitude of his love for you. Maddie, the way you ministered in music, oh my goodness, his presence, he was overshadowing this room. He was overshadowing. I could feel the overshadowing. And I actually had this thought at one point in worship, and I I could feel myself going down the tube the right way. And I was like, okay, like, okay, I'm going to let go, Holy Spirit. And if I end up, these guys can carry it if I end. I mean, that happened to me one time in a Sunday service. I was supposed to do the offering message. This was years ago when Pastor Barry was, you know, still, you know, the big daddy and nobody else was, had stepped into place yet. And um, 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember what happened in worship. I just know I yielded to the Holy Spirit. I fell out in the spirit because apparently because I was on the floor and um, I heard like in a bubble and I'm sharing this because I want to be like that again, but my further again. I want to let go to the point where my preeminent thought on a Wednesday night is that not that I'm the leader here, but that I'm a daughter of God and he loves me and there's enough people here that can take over the lead if I fall out. So I fell out that day and I could hear like in a bubble, Pastor Bear on the platform, who has the offering message today? And, um, and I'm on the floor like thinking, I can't. And, and then Jesus just ministering to me by the spirit. And then I heard him say, oh yeah, there she is. Okay. And he just did the offering. You see, I think in life, and I say that because I think in life sometimes we're like, what if this? And what if that? And what if I'm supposed to be leading and it doesn't happen? And what if, what if I see someone at Home Depot and I feel to pray for them, but what if it doesn't work? And what if this, all these what ifs, what if, what, I mean, what have we really got to lose? But what have we got to gain? And what have the people around us got to, to gain? What have you got to gain if he comes all over you? What have you got to gain if, if a son is going somewhere and at first you don't really understand? See, it wasn't that I didn't trust him, so I didn't understand where he was going. But when I let my heart just lean in and say, you know what? I'm not the boss here. He is. And I tucked my life under him and there was move. And I got something that t- still is ministering to me from that day. See, this is the thing on Wednesday night. You got something stirring too. I can feel something. The energy on this platform. I hope you guys. It's bigger than I am. I yeah. But see, that's the thing. Even as you are a part of Wednesday nights, we feel you. It's not just us leaders on the platform. We feel you as well. He's bigger in you than you can realize. So what's going to happen? Nine times out of ten, when I talk about the Holy Spirit, it's usually about this, you know, taking it and giving it to someone. Because the day I got it, that was the first thing I did. I just started speaking to other ones. Um, April again, 1991. I can remember some dates on certain things. Uh, My grandfather died. And, you know, it was the first person that close to me that that really passed away. And I, I was just devastated. I mean, we watched him die for a month or two. You know what I mean? And, 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 he, and he left. I knew he was in heaven. I knew all of that. But I missed my grandfather. Yeah. He was the one that took me hunting. He got me into right. four-wheel drive trucks. He was a lot of me. He was a lot of, of right. who I am today. We were going to do a service on a Sunday. And I showed up at church. It's like, and I was just, just feeling like my life had gone. I was, we were in Warrington back then. And I was standing there in the service. And I closed my eyes, which is worshiping God. And all of a sudden, I saw the wheat field just, just blowing in the wind. I'm like, I got nothing going with wheat fields, but it was just blowing in the wind. Then my eyes went through the field. You know, I don't, yeah. So I went through the field, and I seen all these big oak trees in this little house sitting in the middle of the oak trees. I'm like, okay, this is nice, you know, whatever. And then I got closer to it, and I, I truly felt the Holy Spirit say, that's where granddaddy is. I'm like, okay, he's in a house by the trees. Okay, whatever. That's good. He's there. And then he said this. And he's smiling. And that's all it took. That's all it took. Grenade never smiled. He wasn't, a, he wasn't one of those kind of guys. You just didn't see him light up. But when, but when, when, when I felt the Spirit talking to me about that, all of a sudden, Granddaddy's face came real to me. And those teeth were showing. And I'm like, oh, my God. He's okay. Went to the funeral. I cried. I hadn't cried. I've never cried that much, I don't think. Still cried. But I had peace with it. I had peace with it. So, so when we talk about the, um, the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit of comfort truly comes in, it's like nothing you've ever, I've never been drunk before, so I don't know what that feels like. But, but that was the most amazing peace and comfort that I had ever felt in my life. I still miss my grandfather and it's been that many years and I still enjoy talking about him. <laughs> Somebody knows that because of what he did for me. But I, because I can talk about him now, it's because I have the peace that granddaddy's still smiling. That is good. Yeah, I like that. I think even um, as we're moving further in, in the study on the Holy Spirit, I think 
Some of the things that I would encourage you all, and, and you can take this as homework if you want, but I would go home and um, I would definitely get with the Father and, and let him prompt you by the Spirit. What is it that you want me to learn more deeply? And don't second-guess yourself. Don't, don't, don't second. Just ask him, what is it that you want me to grow more deeply in? I think one of the most powerful things with Holy Spirit is, like Abel said, to understand that we don't got it all. You know, there are things that I'm very secure in, but I'm also realizing right now, don't stand in your security. That's a false stability. Stand in God. That's good. That's good. That's really good. Don't stand in your stability. You see, there, there's a knowledge that produces a feeling of stability that is beautiful. But we're not supposed to just trust in that because, you see, that's the challenge. And I think that that's some of the challenge that caused Adam to fall was he spent a lot of time with God. He was conversing with God. He was having conversation. He was communicating. God had given him input. And he slipped and went and began to use the input without the presence. And I think we can do the same thing. We can take the chapters and verses. Those of you that know me well know that I am a person of the word. Don't ever get away from the word of God. Don't ever get away from biblical truth. If you put aside biblical truth, you have put aside the spirit and you have put aside Father God and Jesus Christ because they minister within safe boundaries. They don't give you this truth and then say, there's more. There's something besides this. No, they say... There's something deep within this. There are happenings for you in truth. And, you know, some people will sit in teaching times and say, I'm not a person that really understands studying the scriptures. But even that, you ask the Father, what is study for me? You see, some of you that may or may be aren't called to teach. You're not going to study like those of us that have to take the platform and are accountable to teach this truth. But you are called to be taught with God and in God. And so don't judge yourself and think, well, I don't really know how to approach this word. Approach it humbly. Approach it open. Approach it and say, you know what? I don't even know how to read this. I used to say to God, I do not understand this. I mean, when I was in a denominational setting, I did not understand how to perceive this truth. I saw the rules. I saw like tithing, stewardship. I I saw, you know, gather as the church. There were certain, I saw evangelize. There were certain truths that I saw, but I didn't see into them what they would do. And I didn't let him see into me till the Holy Spirit seized me. When the Holy Spirit seized me, my love for this book changed. No condemnation. I'm going to say something to you. If you do not feel, no condemnation, but if you don't have a love for this book, just ask him. Just talk to him. Let him seize you by the Holy Spirit. Let him baptize you in the Holy Spirit at that place. Now, your love may look different than mine. Well, it will look different than mine. And even if people read like just a novel, they don't all see it the same way. And certainly a book that's written personally to us, we don't all see it the same way. I have three children. They all experience me and their father differently. And J.R. knows he's been real involved in their upbringing. And, and he has two sons. And two different people perceive. You can take the same scripture and somebody might say, that literally intoxicates me. And somebody else might look and say, what? I don't get it. <laughs> But it's just not their time to get it. So I encourage you, go home and actually ask questions. And write what you get the first, write it down. Some people say, well, I don't journal and I don't this and I don't do that. I'm saying write it down because, you know, I make myself post-it notes on things I'm supposed to do because I think I won't forget, but I forget. And sometimes I think I won't forget what God is saying to me or what I feel he's impressing in my heart, but I do forget. So I encourage you, you know, be... Pastor Barry used to say, be a good Berean. The Bereans would search the scriptures, not just to find Jesus, to find themselves in it. 
Like what part of it is for me? So I encourage you, write some things down. So when you ask him the questions, write down your first inclination. Even if you think there is no way he's telling me to learn this. Just step through the door. Step, what, what would happen if it wasn't really him saying it to you? You're stepping through the door and you can say to him, I think you're saying this, but I don't know for sure. Step further in. Give him a chance to move on you. Give him a chance to overshadow you. You must have some oh, bubbles. Gosh. Um, well, no, no. I think a big one with that is like, like I believe that. I thought I thought I didn't believe this, but I believed. I thought like sometimes like I think I can mess it up, or like like the picture of Grace up here with Jr. Like, oh, if I sin, he leaves. And the reason I thought that is because I didn't encounter it. So, like, for me to encountering that he stays is, was actually in my mess when I miss it big time and then go, holy moly, you're still there. And he goes, and you feel him go, yeah, I'm going nowhere. <laughs> and it's just like, like, when you encounter that, it's so freeing because you realize more and more, like, how much he wants to be everything for you. And as you, as you read Paul, and, and I, I, love, I just I love Paul, and I love his letters. I'm just like, God, he got it. And he, he, always, he said in Corinthians, you know, he said, I'm determined to know two things. This is it, two things. Jesus and him crucified. That's it. I wasn't determined to bring sacrifice. I wasn't determined to worship better. He's like, I'm determined to know Jesus and him crucified. In other words, I'm, I'm determined to know him, spend time with him, and to know everything that he did for me. What he did for me. Not what I can do. What he did for me. So the gospel is all about what he did for me. And through that, everything moves. And if you skip that, oh, here comes religion. Here comes formula. Here comes... And we have all have hit that wall. And a lot of times we hit that wall because, once again, it's what I can do. (laughs) It's so freeing to know you can't do anything, man. I'm just saying it. You can't do anything he doesn't want you to do. It's the fact that he did it all. You know, we, we always say that scripture, we're supposed to be more than conquerors. Right. To taste that, you have to start with, did he conquer everything for you first? Yeah. Do you believe that he actually conquered everything for you? Your yeah. sin, your jealousy, your anger, your rage? If not, then around we go. And I didn't realize that when I experienced those things, though, those jealousy, those angers, mm-hmm. he's still there. And mm-hmm. so it's like learning like, oh, let me rest in this. Let me give it to you. Mm-hmm. Instead of going through the, the formula, mm-hmm. I'm going to repent because I know repent. I went to the repent, you know, uh, yeah. you know, three day cleanse. And I, I know how to repent. You know, yeah. it's, it's humble yourself, humble your yourself, face. humble yourself pray. But I, pray fast and pray without ceasing. Yeah. And like, I, I think I'll say this cause I feel like, like I meet him for the first time, but it's just like, <laughs> I used to sin cause it felt, I got joy from it for a little bit until afterwards. Right. You yeah. sin because there's a joy yeah. in it. And then afterwards, like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. But then spending time with him, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, he is mm-hmm. joy. Like, I was tasting yeah. sin to get a glimpse of joy. He is joy. Think about it again. Yeah. He is joy. He's endless joy. Mm-hmm. But we've caused, we put a cap on that with religion. Yeah. I feel like we've put a cap on we that do. with, yeah. I know it. This is what prayer looks like. This is what yeah. worship looks like. This is what, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, man, Holy Spirit, I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Which is like... This is great. What do we, you know, it's just, it's such an invitation into, and the one word that is repeated by Paul so much is this one word, Mm. mystery. Yeah. Mystery. Yeah. If you're bored, it's because you stop Mm -hmm. accessing the mystery. I believe we're in a place right now where Mm -hmm. even prayer on Sunday, we were talking about the angelic you know, right. transportation, translation, all these things of where you're going to pray. And then all of a sudden someone will see you in another country. Right. And, and I've been hanging out with Pastor Babette. Oh man, if you want to know about the ghosts, hang out with Pastor Babette. Oh. But, um, but um, like, there's another realm. Yeah. There's a realm. Like right now, there's the natural realm mm-hmm. and then there's the mm-hmm. spiritual realm. Which realm are you most aware of? You don't get yeah. it without knowing him. And the more time I spend with him, the more I'm going, <laughs> I'm not alone. Like right now, we're not alone. No, there are creatures alone. in yeah. here. Do you know that? <laughs> like there are, I'm going to say creatures. There are, there are, there are yeah. there, that's, it just makes it fun. Right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Fast best is playing right now. Like right now, like he just wants to play. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I just love playing with him. I'm learning to play with him. I'll just say that. 
Well, I think that's key. Yeah. I think that's key when, when we sit with ourselves that we should be past this. I should know more than this. Because you said you like what Paul says, that to know him and the power of his resurrection. And I think even what we're exploring and will be exploring over the next weeks in this course of um, Holy Spirit is we're going to delve into the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because the whole point is that he went away. He went through what he went through so that the Holy Spirit could come and possess us as was always intended. This is not a New Testament principle. Possession by and with the Holy Spirit has been the intention from the beginning. These are not new things. See, I think sometimes when we learn doctrine, we just get into this new thing. um, And we forget that he wants to possess us, but not to make us be good kids. You know, I had an experience once um, with God regarding, you know, like sin. and, And there was just this thing, this place I would go attitudinally that would just lead me down a path. And, um, and I was like, it had happened again. And I was like, gosh, Lord. And I want you all to know, this was not a hundred years ago when I was living in the world. This was once I was already in full-time ministry. I was in full-time ministry and, um, the morning unfolded transpired again. And I'm sitting on the edge of my bed and all alone, the kids were in school because it was a different day than this. And, um, so the kids were all at school. Neil's still working. He wasn't retired yet, but it wasn't a hundred years ago. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, Lord, I am so sorry. And I, I sensed his presence strong and it felt like he came and sat down right next to me. And what my heart interpreted of how he ministered to me was basically this. Kathy, where you went is not what bothers me the most. Where it left you, this feeling you're sitting in right now is why I don't want you to go there. Because it leaves you feeling like this. You see, I think we have to take a deep breath, guys, and realize that God doesn't have a problem with sin. He has a problem with what it does to his children. He has a problem with where it leaves us not feeling that we are acceptable to him. Because that's a lie. He's the one who had the plan for redemptive love to possess this planet from before he even opened his mouth to bring a material world. He'd already had the finished work because the Bible says Jesus Christ crucified from before the foundations of the world. Crucified for us before anything existed. And so I want to read these final two scriptures. I can't see, but I think we're about ready. Supposed to, but we'll do final thoughts with both of you after I do these scriptures because I know you're going to have final thoughts. Um, Because I want you to realize something. When I read these scriptures, 1 Corinthians 3.16, don't you realize that together you have become God's inner sanctuary and that the spirit of God makes his permanent home in you? Permanent home, not home in you when you behave properly. 1 Corinthians 6.19, have you forgotten that your body is now the sacred temple of the spirit of holiness who lives in you? You don't belong to yourself any longer. For the gift of God, the Holy Spirit, lives inside your sanctuary. It doesn't say he lives inside you because you've behaved. It doesn't say he lives inside you because you never will make another mistake. It says that he has come to dwell in you and with you and to live through you a life that will be so pleasurable to you even in tough times. Because he'll overshadow how you feel even when you blow it. I'm telling you, that rocked my world that day when I sat on the edge of the bed and realized he did not like for me to feel guilty. He did not take pleasure. You know, sometimes as parents, we may say, you know, when our kids feel remorse or feel funky and we're like, they need to because that was really ridiculous what they did. God never has thoughts like that, guys. You may have had parents that had thoughts like that towards you. God never has those thoughts. Never. 
He's come to dwell with us. So I want to give you guys opportunity for final thoughts. Um, and then I think, will you pray us out when whatever ends? Sure. Life without the Holy Spirit, it's like my life was a continual separation from God. It was like up, down, up, down. You do something wrong, you, you hit the doldrums. It was just, it was just terrible. But once I truly allowed the Holy Spirit to come into my life and learn to, to I truly pray in the Spirit and understanding that I was praying things that I couldn't pray wrong. Because my, my thought always, you're going to do it wrong, you're going to do it backwards, it's going to come out wrong, it's gonna, I don't talk well, I mm-hmm. stutter, it's going to just come out sideways. But when I truly learned that when I prayed in the Spirit, I was a praying from my heart to Father God's heart, and it was pure. It was just so pure. So when I truly learned and understood that, then when I truly learned when I became a father and understood what, understood what a father's heart was, then there is no more never separation. Yeah. I, I do what I do, and I'm like, uh-oh, oops, I'm sorry. I, I, I need to stop doing that or, or whatever, just, right. just talk about it. And then I'm like, okay, let, let's go on and help right. me see what I'm doing before I go do to feel that separation from you. Because I, right. I never like feeling that that separation. I yeah. don't, I don't, I don't like that feeling at right. all. I truly love feeling the connection, mm. the comfort, the peace, yeah. the him flowing through me, the him flowing into me is yeah. amazing. So I try my best to keep separation far from me. Mm. I don't want separation near this, yeah. near this because it's not God. Right. It's not God at all. So I know when I'm allowing the feeling, the feeling of separation to come, I'm allowing something in that doesn't belong. Mm. It's not God. Right. It's not God. That's beautiful. Your final thoughts? Yeah, final thought is, when it comes to God, the Trinity, and I heard someone quote this, but I'm going to butcher a little bit, but I, I love the way this person said it. God doesn't want you to break it down so you have an equation and go, got it. Mm. Like, the Godhead is... It's a mystery for a reason. Mm-hmm. And it's meant, and this is what I, I heard, it's there for you to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Not to understand so you go, I got it. Right. He's there for you to enjoy. And he related it to mm-hmm. a kiss. Mm-hmm. When I kiss my wife, I don't analyze it and go, did I do that right? Did I get it? <laughs> no, I'm yeah. sloppy. I'm, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. And that's who the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit is. He's that's there good. for you to enjoy. Yeah. Stop making it boring. He is fun. He is joy. He breathed and created beauty. What you enjoy every day, he, that was him. And now he lives in you and he wants you to, I'm going to say this word again, enjoy. Yeah. That is, I believe everything. If we would learn just to enjoy, that's good. Remember in this person, in us, According to Romans 14, I have to quote scripture. So, you know, is the kingdom of God, which is righteousness peace mm-hmm. and joy yeah. in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So he's, he's inviting you to enjoy oh. peace and joy mm-hmm. every single day. Yeah. You don't have to know it, but you can yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. That is the key. That is yeah. the key. That, that right there I, yeah. I be, has really kind of, mm. I feel like it just, it, it made me rest more. Instead of That's going, I, okay, I need to, do I, is this yeah. right? Is this, mm-hmm. you know, da, da, da. It's like, he's there to enjoy. Yeah. I enjoy my wife. Now, if I make her a formula, it'll get boring really quick, which yeah. we've all experienced, yes? When it comes to religion yeah. and Christianity, mm-hmm. yes? Yeah. We've all never, never had a boring day, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once again, it's because we stopped enjoying yeah. him. Mm-hmm. And that's where the Holy Spirit has really introduced me, and I really encourage you is hang out with him. Yeah. Just enjoy him. Enjoy yeah. the way I enjoy this. Yeah. And I've learned this. Yeah, absolutely. When you find yourself being critical... You've stopped mm. enjoying. Yeah. That's when you're enjoying able. someone, mm. you, you, trust me, you won't have time to criticize. You'll just, yeah. I don't know how to explain That's it. That's so good. But yeah, so I encourage yeah. you, mm-hmm. enjoy him. He is joy. Yeah. He's joy. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. I'm yeah. done. Yeah. I'll stop. <laughs> In life, living this long, you figure out a few things. And this is the one thing I figured out. When I get to the end of what I don't know how to do, mm. I go find someone that knows. Mm. And I ask them, I need help. Mm-hmm. 
I need help. If I'm building a house and I get like, I don't know how to do this, mm. I know who to call. Yeah. You know what I mean? Something happens on my truck, I know who to call. So mm. I don't have to know it all. I just got to be willing to ask someone right. that does. That's the yeah. Holy Spirit. There you go. That's good. That's the Holy Spirit. Mm. When you want all these things, and this book talks about all these amazing things. Right. How? How are we going to do this? Mm-hmm. And he'll show you. It's so much fun. Yes. It's yes. crazy. Mm. Yeah. Father God, mm. <laughs> somehow you knew we needed color in our lives. Yes. You knew we needed the Holy Spirit. You built each one of us. You know us. You know what we need. So, Father, I thank you for the Holy Spirit. I thank you for Jesus. Thank you, Father God. But I, tonight I thank you for the Holy Spirit, the great comforter, the great teacher. I thank you for him. And, Father, tonight as we stand up and start moving around, we truly sense your presence and we just don't just sense it in a goosebump. Yeah. We sense it in your real, and you really, really want to be with us, and you want to talk to us. So, Father, help us as we drive home. Maybe we'll turn the radio off and just see what you yeah. have to say. Yeah. Just yeah. truly listen. So, Father, I thank you for your word that it gives us guidance, but I thank you for your Holy Spirit that we get to ride with down the road, yeah. who takes us and we experience the word with the Holy Spirit. Thank you for this night. Thank you for everyone that is here. Father, I just ask you to speak to them. I ask you to bless them. May every step that they take prosper. May their hands prosper. May their family prosper. Everything that they're doing. And let us all walk in health and be in health. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.